Welcome to Dish of the Day with Eartha Kitten and Delta Van Dam. Today we'll be serving up a big plate of hot takes on whatever, whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Welcome back to Dish of the Day. I'm Eartha Kitten and I'm Delta Van Dam, and today we're talking about religion. I know everybody's just so excited to hear about religion. <laughs> yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason we're talking about it is because little do you guys know, we have an actual interesting dynamic going on religiously here. So mm-hmm. I am personally a Satanist with the Temple of Satan, the Satanic Temple. And <laughs> I am technically a Christian. Uh, the probably the loosest version of the term, but as far as my faith goes, I do identify as a Christian. So, so you might be wondering, how can we be friends and run a podcast together when we seem so diametrically opposed? Foes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to throw Hamilton in there. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lin Manuel. Lin Manuel, don't please, listen. Please, yeah, don't listen. Don't, don't, please, don't. I am. <laughs> No. (laughs) I don't have enough money to pay you for the usage of your songs, but they're wonderful. Yes, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, how are we friends? How do we work together? And we have what people consider to be opposite beliefs. Common sense? Yeah. I mean, there's no, for me, there's no, like, big secret. I mean, I... I didn't, I wasn't raised in my religion to just, like, automatically, like, be afraid of something. Well, that's not true. I, I, there, there are people who perpetuate parts of my religion that do that. I just was never, I guess I could say in my household, there was the religious aspect, but there was also the human aspect. And it's like, you, we never chose to just be like, well, they do this, therefore they're not, they don't deserve to be treated like decent people. It's like... (laughs) People believe what they believe, and, like, both of my parents knew a lot about different religions and still chose Christianity, and so that was pretty much what I was, like, none of them were Satanism, I'll say that, but um, definitely grew up where it's like, you know this to be true, and this is also a choice that you have, mm-hmm. and people are people. That's pretty much how I was raised within my house now, within different churches and stuff it might have been a little different but we can go into that later but i would say common sense that's yeah common that's at sense. least on my end i'm like i just people are people yeah humanity mm-hmm. um like it might seem counterintuitive but it's it's really not that big of a deal yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know i was raised basically agnostic mm-hmm. i would say um so I've never, I was in the Bible Belt mm-hmm. one. I've never had a problem with people having their own religion. And I've seen so many different versions of Christianity. Some which I hate, not going to lie. But most of which I'm just like, it's a choice. It's a belief, whatever. It doesn't affect mm-hmm. me. And I don't really understand how people can say, I'm never going to be friends with that type of person. Or, I'm never going to be with friends with somebody who believes this way. Uh, it's just a difference in belief. It's not, it doesn't make someone evil or good or bad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think, yeah, there's a lot to be said with that where it's just, yeah, I just wasn't raised necessarily to use 
my religion to like look down on people but also knowing like what christianity means to people and how like fearful of a word that can be for people i know like that's another reason why i'm just like in the loosest of terms i don't talk about it often just because i i know what my religion has been used to demonize people a lot of people that i care about and even parts of my own identity so i know that it's not it's just something that is either and we were talking about this before like it seems like the two extremist ways to go where it's like everybody believes that christians are one way or one or one of two ways they're either extremely uh great and everybody's gonna go to heaven and those are the like super right wing christians that everybody is either a fan of or not a fan of and then there's the other part where it's like christians absolutely suck and we don't like them and I feel like within Christianity, there's also the thing of like, you always hear like, you know, you never know. They're probably over there worshiping the devil. And then you also have, <laughs> and then you also have people like me who are just like, I know what I know. And I also know that there are other things out there. And I think they're all worth exploring at least once. Mm-hmm. So what, do you have any like childhood experiences or fundamental experiences to your life that made you like, kind of settle on your own version of Christianity or? Um, I, a, a formative experience probably would be, um, when, uh, my mom passed away because she was like a Christian Christian to say the least. Like there are, were a lot of things that she, like a lot of times in conversation, like things would go back to like what she read in the Bible. And she had a really, like, she was really deep within her faith. And I wasn't. And I think that is part of what my parents like kind of like use, not against me, but they kind of are, that would be like the path that worried them was that I never like officially joined the church, which in their eyes means that I get baptized and like actually join a church. Mm-hmm. And I just was never there. I'm not, it's not something that I'm absolutely opposed to, but I'm also like my gut instinct tells me like, it's just not time for me to do that. Um, And so when she passed, it just became a thing of, I am so lost and upset and alone. And so that was like the last thing that I had that like connected me to her. And I remember saying over and over, I'm like, I don't know how I would get through this if I didn't have faith that I would like see her again. So with that, it was that for me is why I continue to believe that there's a heaven and there's a God and there's Jesus and Jesus died for our sins. And like, I can be forgiven and I can live my life and not have to be this perfect exemplary, like, person who does everything by the book I can make mistakes and I can do all these things because in the end like my mom wasn't a perfect person but I refuse to believe that she isn't somewhere and in her mind I know like if I'm thinking of her and what she what her life meant to her my mom went to heaven so if I continue to believe in this and then also just continue to keep my faith and my relationship with the Lord as pure as I know it to be, Mm -hmm. then I don't really have to include everybody in on it. That's how I feel. People will argue. There's tons of people that would argue with that. But like, yeah, the most formative thing would be like when my mom passed away and realizing like, I can't get through this if I don't have faith in something. Like if I have to wake up one day and realize I'm never going to see her again, like I'll never leave my house. Yeah, it would be hard to get through that without some kind of 
thing to hold on to, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And it, that's like another argument people have is that that's just like, you know, God and Jesus and heaven and all those things are just something that people make up to make it hurt less. But the best argument that I've seen against that is, well, then why is that a bad thing? Yeah. It's like you, you live your whole life believing that there's something else. And then when, if, if and when we come to the end and we find out we don't, like, so what? You got to live your life happily in the, you know, maybe in the naivete, but also, like, it's just, it's comforting. It's the same thing as somebody just being, like... I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a good comparison to it. But for me, it's just like, even if it is just a coping, like comforting thing, let people have that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean, especially people who are trying their hardest to just get through something difficult. It's like if somebody's saying like, I'm just going to pray about this, you may not want, you may think that them praying is a waste of time. And I feel like that's fine. But I do feel like there's a way to express that you maybe necessarily don't want any prayers for you without being like, you're stupid for praying. Yeah. Like, I think one of the biggest things that people think about Satanists is that we hate all religion mm-hmm. and we're anti any sort of religious belief, which is, is just not the case. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, people have the right to believe something that makes them comfortable and makes them happy. And it's just a belief. Mm-hmm. And Satanists personally, uh, our beliefs are in line with the best scientific understanding that we have of the world mm-hmm. at the point at that point in time. But we don't, our whole thing is don't infringe on the rights of other religions. Mm-hmm. We don't hate religion. Religion's important to us. It's just, we hate religious overreach, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no problem with religion so long as you practice it in a way that doesn't force everybody else to do the same thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? So, that's just a common misconception that really bugs me. Yeah. Like, everybody has a right to a belief system, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, yeah, and I've always kind of felt that way. And like I said, I wasn't raised in, like, in my household, I wasn't raised to, like, believe that, like, this is, our religion is the only way and this is wrong. Like, I definitely, it would have been disappointing if I would have maybe converted to a different religion. Like, if I had come home and said I wanted to be anything but, like, Christian or Baptist. It would have been disappointing, but also I wouldn't have done, I would never do that without full, like, research of a religion. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't done that because for me, I'm I'm comfortable where I am. And it's not like I don't... Um, what's the word? It's not like I don't identify that there are other ones out there and that there's this big giant world and why would you just, you know, go with what you were taught growing up? But like I said, it's what's comforting to me. Mm. So, but I absolutely don't, I absolutely understand why people have problems with it. I know like what Christianity is in this world. So I... I understand, but I'm also just like, yeah, it's my life. Mm-hmm. I get to believe what I want to believe and other people can believe what they want to believe. And we can all just coexist here. Get <laughs> like, along. And that's probably the hippiest way of saying it. But that's this is one of those topics where I get like really hippy-dippy. And I'm like, we can all just do what we do and mind our own business. The world would be a lot better if everybody just said, hey, that's cool. Moving on. If you don't like something, you can sway it to something else and just be like, hey, I'm uncomfortable talking about this. Can we maybe, like, change the subject? Just be adults and communicate. That's, mm. yeah, yeah, that's I it. I feel like people always want to debate and, like, argue and say, like, well, how can you believe this and all this stuff? And I'm always just like, 
I don't carry a Bible with me and I don't want to talk about everything that happens in the Bible as it pertains to like my belief system. Mm -hmm. Like everybody, like for every time that like, I feel like somebody mentions there's a Christian, there's somebody waiting to be like, well, do you believe that the snake was actually talking? And it's like, I don't have to, I don't have to believe every single part that's in that book that my religion is based on for me to have faith and have my own relationship with the Lord. Just like, I don't have to go up to every single person that I meet that's a different religion. It's like, well, your Bible says this, so why don't you explain it to me? I realize people do that, and I think that's disgusting and gross, but at the same time, just because somebody follows something that's like major and you've like Googled something once, it's like, well, I heard this was in there. It's like, you could just not do that. Yeah, it coming from the opposite side before i became a satanist um i spent a year really trying out christianity Mm -hmm. just so i could understand it and why i had such a complicated relationship with it Mm -hmm. and you know i i told myself i'm gonna give myself a year i'm gonna really try this thing out Mm -hmm. because everybody Everybody in this house is a Christian, pretty much. Yeah. And I just wanted to know what the deal was. And if you read the Bible and you actually, like, take it into historical context and and really digest it, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. And it's full of metaphors and parables and all that stuff. And the problem is, in my opinion, when people take everything 100% literally, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to know the Bible in and out to see that it has good stuff in it because mm-hmm. i i like the bible it's a good read it's got mm-hmm. war and plague yeah. <laughs> like action movie shit so but it's that's the problem is that people take it and they figure like it's supposed to be like a life guide or it's supposed to be like a self-help book or something mm-hmm. and really the way that you know this is why like people start their own like bible study groups is so that when you do find like scriptures that speak to you you can go in with other people of your religion and say like I found this and this is what it means to me like and they'll talk you through like different it's much and oh god I would get in so much trouble if my family heard they heard me say this but it's a lot like when you pull like tarot cards and stuff Mm -hmm. if you think of the bible that way where when you find something that you connect to and it connects to your life and it really like zeroes in on a part of your life that's just what it's there for it's not there for you to wake up every day read it from cover to cover and say I will live my life the exact way that this tells me to and so and because I do that I will go to heaven. That's not the way that it works. And Mm -hmm. that is not, that's the whole reason that like, you know, just getting deep into it. Like it's the whole reason that, you know, God purged the earth. God gave his son and Jesus died on the cross. Like all of those things we are taught because we will not live perfect lives. Mm -hmm. If we do our best to do that, but also understand that asking for forgiveness is the first step, then that kind of opens the gateway. And even with that, there's a certain thing where it's like, there are certain things you can't ask forgiveness for. You just have to understand that like you're taking the chance. But there's my favorite part of the Bible. It literally says like, I don't even know if it's a Bible verse, but I think it's just something that's well known. It's like, if you can't judge, you can't cast judgment on somebody else if you're living your life in sin. And there's nobody, nobody, like you'd be surprised, even like the cleanest person you know, nobody lives their life without sin. Mm -hmm. Because if you get really deep into it, like everybody's had an impure thought, 
a lot of people have had sex before marriage. A lot of people have had like different, even your thoughts are like documented in the Bible. And so therefore it's like you have those things, you ask for forgiveness if you want to. And sometimes you just accept the fact that like, you know what, this is part of my life and it's okay. And if like, unfortunately there are people within the Christian religion who are just like, I get to take this big thing that you did and hold it against you, but we're never going to talk about the stuff that I've done. Mm -hmm. Because in the name of, like, whatever, it's like, okay, but this isn't real. This isn't a reality in which we can live in. And that's um, kind of where I am with that, where I'm just like, I I understand that, like, people really like the Bible and they really like to, like, thump it at people when they need to. But I'm like, hey, for your negativity of taking that out of context, why don't we take this out of context, too? Like, yeah. Yes. Satanism and Christianity are pretty similar in that way. We have a tenet that says people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And, like, mm-hmm. they're really... I wish I could make people see that they don't, like, diametrically oppose each other to steal that again. No. They really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take away that we, yes, use a controversial figure mm-hmm. just to get a gut reaction from people, they're really not that different. Like, mm-hmm. we just have the same beliefs but without a religious figurehead. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a religious figurehead. It's If I could force everyone to read the seven tenets before they say anything about Satanism, I would. Mm-hmm. Like, strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Like... Mm-hmm. That's not unreasonable. Yeah. I think, and like you said, if you could get every, I think, I've said this before, like, to certain younger people, like, because I've had, like, I've worked with kids for so long, so I've had people, I've had them ask me, like, have you heard about this, and what about this? And I always tell them the same thing. Do your own research and find what, you know, speaks to you. Mm-hmm. I think that is the best advice that I feel like anyone could give somebody who's struggling with like faith and religion is like do your research, do comprehensive research. Don't just like Google one thing and be like because for every article that you can find that like supports your belief, you can find another one that's going to counteract that. And I think that goes within like whatever identities you have. You have to be able to go into something and say, "Okay, like I've heard about this." And I'm interested, but what is it going to, what does it mean for me? And how can I, you know, put this in my life in a way that's going to make me feel the most comfortable? And if you have to, like, make yourself uncomfortable to follow religion, don't do it. Just Mm -hmm. don't do it. Like, I don't go into churches where I feel like I'm going to be uncomfortable. Like, a lot of times, like, when I go down south to see my family, I get really nervous about going to church down south. Because up here, it's a little bit more relaxed, at least at my church. And so, like, when we go down south, like, that's when I would have the conversations of, like, you can't wear pants. You can't, you really shouldn't wear a skirt. Like, just wear something, like, wear a dress that goes down to your knees. Mm. Um, Make sure your shoulders are covered. That always really made me mad. Um, Yeah, there was, like, one time where my mom was like, you have to put your hair up because we're going to church, like, down south. And I'm like, excuse me, I absolutely don't like this at all. Now that I'm an adult, I can have the confidence to say, like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this. So. It's funny you mentioned that. I used to. Not many people know this. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, I should talk about it more. But when I was going through my Christian year, mm-hmm. I was a drummer in a band. <laughs> like a faith band or a church Ooh. band. And 
they would basically rent us out to different churches that didn't have musicians. Mm -hmm. And I went to one church and they're like, yeah, you can't wear pants. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to drum in a floor length dress? How do you expect me to drum in a floor length dress? Mm -hmm. Because I have to have my legs like all akimbo open. Mm -hmm. That was a nightmare. I did not wear do well. Wear two skirts. Basically, like I wore wear, shorts under my skirt. Pretty yeah. Much. Well, wear two skirts and then split one in the back and do it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it and yeah, and that's the other thing is that you get into like that's the funny thing about like going to like black churches is like the pageantry of it all, mm -hmm. and it's like for for someone like me, I love it, but I love it on a very like surface level. I'm mm -hmm. like this in no way ties to like anything that this day is about. But on the other hand, it's like this is really funny that like you're all dolled up and it's just Sunday. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just Sunday and I'm like, I don't mind. I love getting dressed up, but like dressing up for church is always something different. Like I remember I would try to wear shoes to church that had like rhinestones on them mm -hmm. and my mom would be like, you can't wear after five shoes to church. <laughs> after five shoes. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, that was another thing. Like, open toe shoes. Like, some churches won't, like, don't let you wear, like, open toe shoes to church. And I'm just like, this is a little bit It's a bit silly. much. Like, yeah. to me, I'm like, that's a little bit silly. But again, I would never, like, and that is another reason why I'm like, I have not joined a church. Because, let me tell you something. I If I want to wear pants, I'm going to wear pants. Mm -hmm. And my church, granted, is, like, very, like it's funny because we have like the older congregation and then the younger congregation and the younger congregation is very much like come as you are like you know as long as you're here we're happy you're here but the older people that have been members of the church for who knows how long are just like mm, why are you wearing jeans to church and why are you wearing like a polo shirt to church and meanwhile the rest of us are just like hey look you made it here it is very early <laughs> like yeah, isn't there, and not to be overly literal, but isn't there a part in the Bible that's just like, come as you are? I believe. That always confused me. <laughs> and see, that's the thing is that it, th th things like that, but then you have people that uphold these like really archaic things that are just like, because you're in the presence of the pastor, you need to be respectful. Because you're in the house of the Lord, you need to be respectful and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So it's basically like dressed like they did back in the biblical days as much as you can. Which is like, I don't think that any of that is necessary for me. Mm -hmm. But then it's like you get into other religions where that's part of the thing is that you have to dress like that. And it's like, okay, see, that's what doesn't work for me. So I'm not going to do that. But I'm not going to, like, hold that against anybody who does that. It just would not work for me. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's... I believe there are parts of the Bible that address how you're supposed to dress when you go to worship. And I just, I haven't read the Bible in a long time. And I'm pretty sure the last one I read was like a very abbreviated like children's Bible. Mm. So I know like most of the stories of the Bible. But as far as like reading it, like I was, I've read Genesis a couple of times and then I'll read like through it. And then my family has a fam, we have a family Bible study. So like when I was going to that, I knew more about it, but I haven't gone in quite a long time yeah i haven't picked it up in a while either mm -hmm. i like satanist dress code just look like a cyberpunk witch whenever you go out <laughs> <laughs> not really but I, yeah i have a question because it seems like within like our like circles like satanism is becoming like the religion du jour mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like how does that favor with like is that like something that's like comforting or do you see people kind of like jumping on it as like a, a bandwagon type thing 
I feel like the big problem is shock value. People love shit with shock value, especially mm-hmm. in Detroit and especially among like alternative communities. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem is I'm worried that people don't understand the message Mm. or the tenants and obviously we're not a very organized religion we don't have meetings we have private rituals sometimes there's a facebook group that we talk on Mm -hmm. but it bugs me when people don't know exactly what the satanic temple is about because you get people at least i have and i'm not a representative of the satanic temple i don't represent their interests or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm just an individual but i've experienced people that are like you know, coming up to me and talking about rituals they did and how they felt Satan. And I'm like, the biggest misconception, Satanic Temple does not believe in a real, actual Satan Mm -hmm. or magic Mm -hmm. that Satan invokes. You know, we just use him as the figure of, like, the person that brought light to humanity, like, the Mm -hmm. light of knowledge, Mm -hmm. basically. We don't believe in an actual Satan. We don't sacrifice goats. Yeah. We don't do blood rituals. Like, mm-hmm. that's Levian Satanism. That's a lot different. And, I don't know, that specifically bugs me. If you're going to get into Satanism, make sure you're in the right branch of Satanism, because we do not get along. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, we we don't get along. At least not in my experience. And actually do the research before you, like, buy a membership card and buy a bunch of t-shirts and stuff and see the movements that we're involved in and Mm -hmm. all the political advocacy work that we do and Mm -hmm. don't just take it as a badge of i'm edgy Mm -hmm. you know that's the biggest problem yeah because yeah sure you're edgy but like are you doing anything with our reproductive rights movement are you donating to that Mm -hmm. are you donating to our education movement where we're trying to get like good faith clubs out of schools Mm -hmm. like do you know anything that we're doing yeah that's that's what's important about satanism to me the advocacy the Mm -hmm. the actual beliefs and not just "Ooh, i'm a satanist right spooky spooky and see it's funny because like you said that's like it's like they're so satanism am i saying that right by the way Mm -hmm. satanism okay satanism and christianity like are so Similar because, like, I was recently having this conversation of, like, so there's, like, Christianity where you go to church, you worship the Lord, you pray, all that stuff. And then there's, like, this other thing which, like, we were talking about with the mega churches where it's, like, a very thinly veiled um, cookie cutter Christianity. And that's where, like, I get really frustrated because it's, like, I have to watch people, like, Joel Olstein and whoever runs the 700 club and like they're the faces of Christianity and I'm like this is exactly the opposite of what I was raised as like it mm-hmm. is mind-boggling to me how like people can have like these giant mega churches and like you walk in there's no pictures of Jesus there's no cross there's no story of how he died for our sins it's just live your life in the purest way and God will favor you mm-hmm. and it's like this is not what we need to be teaching. Like, there is no teaching of forgiveness. There's no teaching of acceptance. There's no teaching. It's just, I'm saying this, and I got a microphone, so this is what Christianity is. Or, like, these are my beliefs, and I'm a man of God, so I guess you got to believe me. 
And then you get people who are going out into the streets just saying this stuff. And I'm just like, and the person that I was talking to, they're a Christian also. And we both said the same thing. Like, this is why people look at our religion and say, why would you even want to be a part of this? And it's like, because that, look at what the face of our religion is. It's like, you either hear about Joel Osteen, who's terrible, or you hear about the Westboro Baptist Church. There's no, there's no positive face for this because this is what people want people to think of it as. And then you, and then it's like, I don't want any of that. I just, you know, enjoy, you know, being able to pray every once in a while. I enjoy having a faith and believing in a higher power. And I also am comforted with something that like connects me to my family. Like that's pretty much it. And that's my relationship with it. But instead, what do I have to, I have to watch this man sit up here and give a bunch of like anecdotes that he wrote. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> like. I wish religion wasn't so entrenched in identity, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if people felt freer to explore and to really see if something fit. Because mm-hmm. to me, the Christians that are like that, that's their identity. They can't let go of it. That's what they were told they should be. Mm-hmm. That they cannot explore or they're giving in to the devil. Yep. Like, I've literally heard that. I can't read witchcraft books. I'm giving in to the devil. Mm-hmm. I feel like if kids, as kids, we were able to explore, we would end up in a religion that's more comfortable yeah. for us. I think, yeah, and it's... That can be really difficult to get some people to see that there is a life beyond, like, the Bible and church and things like that. And I think that's that's another sip, slippery slope is when people are so wrapped up in their identity within the church and not necessarily their religion themselves. Like, I've seen a lot of Christians, like, lose themselves within their specific church. Mm-hmm. And they give and give and give to this church. And when the church doesn't give back to them, they feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. They feel like... I did everything right. Why can't, you know, I like be on this board or why am I not like, you know, the pastor's right hand man. And it's just like, there are things it's like, you have to really, it's hard. And those people are hard to get through to where it's just like, but are you doing this in the name of like Christianity? Are you doing this because you just want to have like somewhere where you feel important? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately churches will prey on that. They'll be like, yeah, come join this church. And we're like, you know, we're just starting up and we need all this stuff. And that's another thing that Christianity gets a bad rap for beyond all the ignorance and stuff is the fact that it's so wrapped up in money. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing growing up that I didn't really see that often. Like my church is always the one who's just like, they're like, hey, take this card. We have like church members that are in the hospital. The pastor can't get to all of them. Can we have somebody like go and spread them some, you know, Christian comfort, things like that. We have like a scholarship fund for all of our think for like young people who are going off to college we have like I went to a black church so every year they would like raise money to do like a black college tour because they're like if because you know not all schools are doing that and people Mm -hmm. and kids need that and it was never a thing of like we're going and you have to like pray with us it's like no we're just doing this and you can come and say you're going with your church um so it's just things like that that I was growing up that's what I saw in my church and so I was always like really eager to help out with things like that But it was never a thing of, like, you have to give us your money. It's, like, one thing that, like, they're very upfront about is just, like, we have money and we're set, but people still continue to give because they believe in the power of the church, which is, like, I have conflicting feelings about that, but at the same time, it's, like, my church is very open with, like, hey, we're good. 
But also, if you want to give, give whatever you can. We are not, we're not going to hold you to the give 20% of your income type thing. The prosperity gospel bullshit. Yeah, they're like, we're not holding you to that. We will take what you have and we will, you know. And so, that being that that's what I grew up in, to go out and see people, like you said, who are not even, like, being like, are you even, like, advocating for actual, like, teachings of this or are you just like i'm doing this because i get to wave a flag in somebody's face and tell them that the way they live their life is garbage and i'm like you what yeah (laughs) who gave you the right to do that because you went to church two times a week that's not how this works i feel like if they could have a stamp on their head that Mm -hmm. says i am christian or i am satanist or whatever i feel like that's what they're looking for it's almost as if they're looking for like a gold star from somebody that they're not going to get it from it's like do you really think jesus is going to come down and give you the person who's like spreading all this hate a gold star for someone who's just trying to live their life i can guarantee you that if jesus were to walk the earth right now the person minding their own business is going to get a pardon from him before you do Mm -hmm. like the most he's going to do is stand across the street and pray and just be like i really hope you come to terms with what you're doing because you're hurting someone exactly the most frustrating thing to me i've seen what religion is like Mm -hmm. christian religion and it has so many good aspects Mm -hmm. like having a sense of community is important and that's one thing i do miss about being a christian Mm -hmm. i always had somewhere to go Mm -hmm. on a wednesday night i always had a place to get food or talk to people who are willing to help me out with different problems. Like, if there were more churches like that that were open to people in the community, like, mm-hmm. being a part of it. And because that's something we need as humans. And we don't really have an institution for that, no. honestly. Yeah. And see, so you end up having that. That's, but, and it's like out of that necessity grows like, community centers that can be like faith-based community centers Mm. like I remember when my mom passed I joined a support group and I didn't realize how many support groups were like Christian centered until I joined one and it I it didn't bother me but I'm like this is something that like I wish more people could come to because it's like you need that stuff that is more just like faith-based and not like we're basing everything on the Bible. It's mm-hmm. like we're basing everything on the belief that there's a higher power. Yeah. Um, and like I remember like one time I went to like so at my church there's like there's the Sunday service, which is the big one, and then we have like Wednesday revival. Mm-hmm. And so like one time I went to revival, remind you, there's only like twenty people that went to revival and I was the youngest one there and they were like so happy to see me. They were like, Oh my gosh, we want more young people to come, like it's so great, blah blah blah. And I, like, went with my dad just to, like, because he was like, let's see what it's about. Like, we've never been. Like, let's just see if we should, you know, go. And it was nice. And like you said, it's nice because it's community. Like, none of these people knew me. I think one person recognized my face. But they were all just, like, very nice, very welcoming. And so, yeah, having that sense of having somewhere to go and being accepted would be great. But it is a long road to get there. Yeah, I... My ideal world is having open community centers like that that mm-hmm. can be secular or faith-based, but just where people in the community can go. Like if mm-hmm. Hazel Park just had, they have a community center, but there's nothing really there. Mm-hmm. If they just had a place where they could go and hang out and be like, hey, I'm a member of the community. I know how to fix cars. If you need your car fixed, mm-hmm. let me know. Like. Yeah. 
that's my ideal world. If mm-hmm. I could just go somewhere every Wednesday, have a good time talking to people. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's faith-based or not. But usually what you get is you have to conform to XYZ mm-hmm. to be a part of this community. And that's what makes me sad. Because churches do some good shit. Mm-hmm. But they also can be really exclusive. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like more people need access to stuff like. Yeah. 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 The exclusivity is definitely something that does not sit well with me. And that's probably one of my biggest issues with like going to church more because it just becomes like, like I said, it becomes like pageantry almost. And it's like, who can show out, who can do this, who can tell like their greatest testimony and all this stuff. And also, like, just being personally, like, my pastor for so long, like, my pastor, like, has a PhD in theology and all of that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I shouldn't say he has a PhD in theology, but he does have a PhD and he's, like, studied religion, Mm -hmm. like, the expansive religion. And he knows so much about, like, different countries and why they follow the religions that they do. And he's included that in every single one of his sermons. So it's going to be hard to find somebody who's that well-read and that willing to, like, share the information and knowledge that he has with these people. Mm-hmm. And every other church that I go to, it just seems so, like, one-sided. And it just seems like, this is what we believe. And if you don't believe it, then, you know, we're going to drop holy water on you. And that may seem extreme, but that's what I feel sometimes. I honestly feel like this isn't, like, an open space and this isn't the type of church that I want to be a part of. Hence why I have not gotten baptized yet because I'm just like my pastor who was like very smart, very knowledgeable, you know, the most open person that I've ever seen has retired. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of stuck in that place where it's like, I know what my faith means to me. I'm not really to explore it in a different church because I have not had the greatest, like greatest experiences attending other churches and feeling like this wasn't shrouded in some type of ignorance mm-hmm. and um yeah that's that's difficult for me is like trying to find some place where like you said there is that sense of community without being like why is everybody staring at me yeah mm-hmm. i wish satanists could get organized so i could actually go to something <laughs> <laughs> well we can we have branches but mm-hmm. the detroit branch is not operating anymore we mm-hmm. just have a, a facebook group where we post things yeah. Sounds like I need to just start a Satanist Sadie Hawkins dance. Dude, <laughs> that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. All the cyberpunk witches ask the boys <laughs> <laughs> or girls, whatever, but whoever. Yeah. Oh my God, that mm-hmm. would be, I would love to actually start some Satanist shit, but like, like I said, I'm just afraid I'm going to start some Satanist event mm-hmm. and I'm going to get all these people like, yeah, hail Satan. Have you sacrificed anything yet? And I'm like, get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You're hot for a Satanist. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you go into temple, the Satanic Temple, and you think we're okay with harming animals, Mm -hmm. and we think magic is real, I have some really bad news for you, sir, or madam, Mm -hmm. or gentle them. Like, yeah. Ugh. But it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. I just thought about, like, what if I put my religion on a dating app and I'm like, ugh, no. Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't want any of that ignorance. Mm. That's a difficult one. Mm. I tend to leave. Well, I haven't had a dating app in a while, but I mm-hmm. tend to leave 
Satanism off of it. Because mm-hmm. I either get Christians in my inbox trying to preach the gospel to me, mm-hmm. or I get people that are like edgy bros, you know, like, yeah, edgy as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. That I can't stand either. <laughs> yeah. I really can't stand either. There's no happy medium when you put something like that on there. No. Like I said, it's another reason why I just don't talk about it because it's always like somebody always wants to be like, well, you can't believe the whole thing. And it's like, I don't. Next subject. <laughs> like, but you, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, you can be a Christian and not be an extremist. I know it seems like it's not the case, but. Who would have thought? I don't, yeah, I don't have to do a deep dive every single time I get down on my knees and pray. Um, Extremism just sucks. mm -hmm. Extremism just sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, you said you grew up agnostic, right? Mm -hmm. So what was that like growing up like that with like childhood religious experiences, but in the South? It was, on one hand, it was really good because like. Okay, imagine my house has a revolving door. Mm-hmm. Go with me here. Every day I just burst through the door like, hey, mom, I'm a witch now. Okay. Hey, dad, I'm going to church with my friend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just back and forth out of the revolving door. So I really got to explore and experiment with what I believed and what I wanted to be involved in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that Perce- made people in the community perceive me as I literally got called a Satanist before I even knew what Satanism was. Mm. Like people thought I worshiped Satan and like I got harassed at school quite a few times. Mm. Um, I was not well liked mm. in the community because my family didn't go to church mm-hmm. and we weren't part of the community, which mm. is code word for church. So I've had a lot of negative experiences, and I've had a lot of positive experiences. Um, I remember I wore a... I wasn't a Satanist, but everybody kept saying it about me, so, like, whatever. I wore a shirt that said, what would Satan do to middle school one day? Just because I was like, fuck every... I'm like a controversial little asshole at that age. I was like, fuck everyone. And the math teacher walked up to me and was like, does that shirt have anything on the back? Like... Please tell me it's actually a Jesus shirt and you're joking around. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you said it just like that. I did. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And she walked away from me. She had a Bible on her desk the next day. Great. French teacher did that to me, too. He saw my boyfriend's wallet, which was like a mega death wallet, and it had a pentagram on it. Mm-hmm. Next day, Bible, little religious framed scripture. Get away from me. <laughs> Oh my god, he's trying to like purge all the the demonic stuff out of the... It's like, see, and I hear stories like that, and the sad part is I know the like, (laughs) the meaning behind it. Mm. It's like, I know what they're trying to do, but it's like, you're just, you're not doing anything right now. You're just, this is all for show for you. Like, uh, yeah, I... I grew up going to a religious school, Mm -hmm. but I didn't go to the church that was affiliated with the school. So, like, it's funny now because I just remember, like, being young and, like, every morning we would, like, pray before school and we would have to meet in the gym and have morning prayer. And I knew all the books of the Bible before I was in first grade. Like, I knew them by heart and I had a song for them. And, like, we did, like, 
a Christmas pageant every year. Um, yeah, and we would just stuff like that. And growing up and not knowing anything else, I thought that was normal. And then when I finally went to like public school and I was like, are we not going to morning prayer? And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, Excuse me? I'm like, don't we? I'm like, do we have to say the Lord's Prayer before we say the Pledge of Allegiance? And they're like, no, like, absolutely not. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it was things like that where it was just like, but like growing up, it's like, I thought that was just like normal. I, but also I remember being that way and not realizing that that was like, a religious thing I thought that was just what school was mm-hmm. and then so realizing that that's not what it was and there were actually kids who were out there doing like all this bad stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing I was like huh okay <laughs> and like part of and it was like it's a private school and so like part of the and that was the other thing is that like as far as it came to like schoolwork there I was also like a really like gifted student at that school so it was like one of those things where it's like I knew a lot about the Bible and I knew a lot about Jesus and I also was really smart. So once I got out of that, I was just like, and once I started going to public school, I was just like, huh, imagine that. I don't really care about any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't care about the G- I don't care about Jesus or the Bible or any of that. I'm like, yeah, I'm good for a while. And then like I remember like knowing this now, I can't imagine like. Like, this is probably the biggest thing. My mom was, like, the biggest, like, Christian person I can think of in terms of my life. And she wasn't, like, a super, like, extremist Christian. But sometimes things would go back to that. And I'd be like, why are you, why are you doing this right now? Like, I remember she had, like, a big problem. Like, she didn't, like, she just had this big, humongous problem with, like, when, like, gay marriage passed. She was, like, visibly uncomfortable. And she started talking about, like... She started, like, comparing it to, like, revelations and stuff. And we were, like, at dinner. And I was, like... And I just looked at her and I was, like, you need to stop. And she was, like, that's what it says. I was, like, you... No. I I was, like, I don't want to hear this anymore. Like, I don't want to hear this. And I don't want you talking about this right now. You're making me uncomfortable. And she was, like... She tried to, like, talk to me about it. And my dad was just sitting there. And I'm just, like... I laughed in her face. And I said, you're wrong. And we're not talking about this anymore. Like, pretty much. And then... So for that to be my mother, but also she's the one who bought me like Harry Potter books and was like, you can totally read these. I'm like, what is the disconnect here? Like, this that's, is... that's always so baffling. There's always a disconnect somewhere. It, it was like, like, this isn't the line, but this is like, I, that I will never understand that. And I loved her to pieces, but I'm just like, sometimes I would just be like, you're not making sense here and you know it. (laughs) You know it and I know it. And if you're going to throw this religion flag right now, we're not going to talk about this. Yeah. Like we are not going to talk about this because we are not going to sit here and argue your warped view that you're choosing to have right now. I know you don't think this way. You're just doing this for show right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what, like you said, the pageantry of religion. Mm -hmm. It, a lot of it, a lot of the negative stuff is for show. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of it's not very harmful, but some of it. That disconnect always was interesting to me because I grew up in the South. A lot of people couldn't play Pokemon because it was pocket demons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't read Harry Potter because witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Ooh, spooky. Couldn't watch, like, Charmed or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or anything with witches. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here like, what? 
you have parents that don't allow you to consume media. Mm-hmm. Never mind that Harry Potter has a lot of religious overtones and references and themes. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, I'm trying to think, what was the other thing? Oh, we didn't have cable for a long time, and it wasn't necessarily a religious thing, but my dad was just, like, trying to keep me shielded from seeing sex at all. Mm. Um, and... I was just like, I remember, I'm like, okay, but like, you've let me watch like very violent movies since I was a child. So what, where is the line? What happened? I'm like, I don't understand this at all. I'm like, you don't want me to do this, but this is okay. <laughs> like, you're letting me, I was like, I am eight years old and you let me watch The Green Mile. That's fine to you. Like, Oh my God. Oh, that movie. That's got to be traumatic at eight. Oh, it was. It was very, and like, oh, no. I mean, that kind of ties in because the Green Mile is like a very, like, religious, like, it follows the story of Jesus. But I was just like, I remember watching that and that was like the f- first movie that made me just like, I mean, like, I was boo-hooing mm-hmm. into my dad's shoulder because I could not understand the end of this movie. And which made my mom cry even more because obviously she knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is the story of Jesus. And I'm just like, what? And I'm just sitting there like crying like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, <laughs> just the ending of that movie just wrecked me to the point where I don't know if I've watched that movie. I've watched it once the whole way through since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. But like, just I yeah but they totally let me watch that but like um what the fuck there was some movie like stupid movies that had like two sex scenes in them like I couldn't watch I think it was set it off that's a violent movie also but like my parents wouldn't let me watch that because there was like an explicit sex scene in it and then I got older and I'm like this isn't that what this isn't bad at all I'm like I'm still traumatized by a dead mouse in a movie like (laughs) See, my parents were the exact opposite. They did not give a fuck what I read. Mm-hmm. They did not give a fuck what I watched. So, like, I read Pet Cemetery, which is a terrifying book, and It, which is a terrifying book, at the age of 10. Mm. At the age of 10. Yeah. And they were just totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and other people around me had all these restrictions, and I'm just like, death and demons. <laughs> I do what I want. I have no control. Yeah, no, I was definitely like that sheltered kid. And then finally, when I got to be like 18, I kind of just went crazy. And then when I got to be like 24, I like really went crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, controversy, I don't care. I'm going to piss everybody off. And now I'm just like, now that I'm like pushing 30, I'm back to being like, my life is my life. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I like what I like, and if you have a problem with it, you don't have to be around me, which is a nice place to come to, especially, like, if you grew up, like, now, if we were to talk about, like, my family and religion, my extended family, that's a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, that's where I'm just, like, see, this is what I can't get with. It's, like, this is where the pageantry kicks in, and I'm, like, I love y'all, but this is a little bit ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. to have everybody in this family follow the same standards that y'all had to follow just because there's so many of you does not seem fair. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, family and religion is a whole different topic. My family, as far as I remember, was agnostic. But all of a sudden, when I graduated, I went to college, I came back, and, like, my mom's going to Catholic mass just occasionally. Mm. Just occasionally. All um, the ones, God. Catholic. Yeah, I I don't get it. My dad's super into church now. 
like Mm -hmm. a scary church. And he doesn't like it. I can tell, but he still goes, which I don't understand. You know, the speaking in tongues, like, like slain in the spirit type of, Mm. that's scary. But he goes there and they have no, well, my dad knows I'm Satanist. He doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. But my mom always gets offended when I have like a picture of Baphomet or something. She's Mm -hmm. just like, why do you have that up? I don't know. Parents... Mm -hmm. Family, religion, whole nother topic. It's, yeah, that can be hard when you've, like, grown up that way. Um, And you have, like, your own beliefs and ideals and you're becoming your own person. But then you remember, like, there's this totally other different thing that they want me to follow. And it's, like, eventually you just have to decide, like, what's best for you. Like, I always tell them every year, I'm, like, I'm still doing the things that you all think of as, like, good and decent. I'm just not parading them about all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not, I was like, I know now I don't have to go to church to be that. Like, just because I don't go to church doesn't make me a less decent person. It just means I don't want to go to church all the time. Like, I, yeah, I was like, uh, my family definitely has their own views and, like, probably would just, like, clutch their pearls if they ever heard this. But luckily, none of them really listen to podcasts. And if they do, what's up? What's up, family? (laughs) See you at the next thing in 2023. (laughs) I can't wait for the new list of ways I've disappointed you. I (laughs) I'm waiting for the day when I have to just, like, (laughs) not to, like, not to, like, throw you like under the bus but i'm waiting for the day when they finally like just it just express their disdain in my choices because eventually like if like when and if i come out like that's gonna be like the breaking point mm. i'm gonna be like yes let's just lay it all out on the table i dropped out of college no scratch that i flunked out of college i don't want to go back i <laughs> i like women and men and whoever in between and also fun fact i lived with someone who was a satanist <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I have, you have full permission. <laughs> and I just walk out of the house like, throw me under the bus. And scene! <laughs> I, that was always something I was worried about. I was worried that your family was going to come in and see all my satanic bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to start anything. <laughs> I, and yeah, that I wasn't worried about that because I honestly knew I'm like, they're never going to show up. Mm-hmm. Like, and even if they did, I'd be like, ah, uh, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> My room's upstairs. <laughs> well, that's been Dish of the Day. I guess to end it out, mm-hmm. what's the most religious food you can think of? Like in terms of mine? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean communion. Uh, yeah, that is a food-related thing. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But like I, the way that my church does it is they give out like these little communion packs. So it's literally like a little like cup with the wine in it, which is not wine, it's grape juice, mm-hmm. and then, like, the little disgusting cracker on the top. <laughs> Ugh, so, yeah. he does the whole thing, you peel, the t- you hear, like, a bunch of, like, rappers being unwrapped, <laughs> and people taking the, because it's dead silent, but then you hear, Russell, 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 <laughs> cracker, eat, and then you hear, of the, like, of the communion. And then one time I, like, took it and I, like, knocked it back like a shot because it's literally, like, a little shot of wine. And my mom, like, whispered to me. She's like, you don't take it like a shot. <laughs> she's like, you're supposed to sip it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm okay, sure. Oh, like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so definitely, like, communion and probably, like, 
trying to think. Like, I know my... Well, one thing I do that is, like, lore in black churches is the meals after church, which are great. They are delicious. So, like, anytime I go to my church and I hear, and I smell, like, fried chicken, I'm just like, ooh, damn, I wish we were staying for dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I guess, like, for me, it'd be, like, that's, like, a Christian, like, comfort thing is, like, probably, like, fried chicken, but done right by the by the... Ooh. By the mothers of the church. Nobody else. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. See, my food that I associate with religion, and thus why I do not eat it, because I went to white churches, pasta salad. Like, really shitty pasta salad. Mm. <laughs> like... Like a cream-based pasta salad? No, just like cold noodles mm-hmm. with whatever assorted vegetables they have in there with, like, a light coating of whatever fucking... Mm-hmm. lemon juice or whatever the fuck it is mm. no flavor mm-hmm. just cold slimy shit i hate pasta salad <laughs> yeah that's rough yeah yeah i <laughs> yeah no i think yeah usually the mothers in my church will serve like fried chicken and then like some type of like vegetable they usually do like two vegetables so like Ooh. they'll do like green beans and white potatoes a lot because it's like easy and then uh usually they have like bread or like some type of, or they'll do rolls. That's what they'll do. Ooh, so like anytime, yeah, it's like I sometimes I'll like my family will make that, and I'll be like, oh, we're having like a church meal, all right. Hell but yeah. like as far as like a religious food, definitely communion. <laughs> like, I didn't think about that. That was smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shitty pasta salad for me. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> Hence why. <laughs> That's why I'm not I'm religious. This church because the food sucks. It's just the pasta salad. That is why I left the church and became a Satanist. Mm-hmm. The pasta salad offended me. So when great. you finally do have like organized Satanist meetings, you could just be like, I'm Delta and I'm here because pasta salad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Point blank. That is it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's been our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I've made myself hungry, not for pasta salad. <laughs> no, and definitely. No. I mean, I always want fried chicken, but... Fried chicken, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm Delta Van Dam. I'm the Kitten. And thank you for joining us. Go get yourself something to eat, because I'm sure we made you a little bit hungry there, If you would like to get in contact with Dish of the Day, you can check us out on Instagram. Dish of the Day Podcast. Or leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com forward slash Dish of the Day Podcast. You can also send us an email at dishofthedaypodcast@gmail.com. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.